There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Iconic hip-hop group Cypress Hill rocks Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Friday night. I spoke to percussionist Eric Bobo about his early days with the Beastie Boys before joining Cypress Hill, who was already fresh off of hits like Insane in the Brain before becoming a crossover smash from rap superstar to rock superstar. Hey, Bobo, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. All right, man. Thank you for having me. This is a real treat because I freaking grew up with your music, man. Like a lot of people, (laughs) we're really excited to have Cypress Hill on T.O.P. The hit group is coming to Hollywood Casino, Charlestown, West Virginia, this Friday, September 2nd. So get your tickets now. Uh, what all are we going to hear? I assume it, it's it's all the greatest hits of, from all over the years, but are you guys working on anything new in there as well? Uh, yeah, we're working on, uh, I mean, we have, uh, you know, stuff from the Back in Black album and as well as uh, Elephants on Acid. You know, we, we, we got some stuff. We got some surprises. So it should be a really fun show. We're We're excited. Uh, well, we're if you think you're excited, we're really excited. Uh, I, whenever I have someone famous on, I always like to move cr- as chronologically as I can. So I want to remind our listeners, I know you, you were born in what, Queens, I guess, around 1968. But your yeah. dad, I want to remind everyone who your dad was, Willie Bobo, famous Latin jazz great, uh, I guess from like Spanish Harlem area, you know, Puerto Rican heritage, but from yeah. Spanish Harlem. Uh, I, I guess you get it honestly, right? I mean, I assume, is that how you, you were introduced to music? Was dad's music playing around the house? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just really, you know, into music in general. Uh, it was definitely introduced, you know, with my dad's music, but, you know, by like three years old, I was already like playing on pots and pans and, you know, <laughs> keeping rhythm to, you know, the music that I was hearing. And, uh, by the time I was five years old is when I hit the stage, you know, for the first time. So uh, I always knew that I wanted to be a musician, wanted to play. And, um, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, those pots and pans are those. That is the original percussion right there. I mean, you that's the best way to learn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe my mom wasn't really into, you know, me making a mess and taking the pots out and everything. But, uh, you know, um, she knew that I had something. And so did my dad. So uh they let me slide <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, but the spatula you got to be a little softer than a drumstick but you know it's still it's good training <laughs> uh, all right yeah, yeah well i also want to remind everybody before you even joined cypress hill we'll get to that in a second because clearly that's what the interview is about but uh you you really came up uh playing with the beastie boys first um and you know talk about another legendary hip-hop group um, how did you meet, how did you meet those guys? When did you actually hook up with the Beastie Boys? 
Wow. Uh, it was crazy because uh, a, a friend of mine uh, who I was working with, his name is Matt Robinson, is actually the brother of Holly Robinson Pete. Uh, Matt, he, he was a, a promoter in Los Angeles, and I was actually performing with uh, my little trio at one of his clubs. You know, they had like a chill room and then they had the, the room with the DJ and everything like that. And he had called me up one one day and he said, yo, um, uh, Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys is interested in having you do his wedding. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> You're <man."> like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and, and I was already a huge fan of the Beastie Boys and I really didn't believe him. I thought that he was just, uh, you know, joshing me. And he says, all right, I'm going to have him call you himself. I said, okay, let's see. And uh, Adrock called me, and uh, this was to his first uh, marriage uh, to Ioni Sky. And we talked, and uh, we set up a meeting. And uh, I actually did Adrock's, you know, wedding. I was my 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 little trio. Uh, we were the entertainment. We did the wedding march. We did the whole thing. Wow. So uh, with with that, you know, with my first introduction to those guys. And I mean, it was a star-studded affair. And then they were getting ready to go to Japan, go on tour. And he says, you know, we'll link up when I get back. You know, maybe we can jam a little bit. I said, all right, cool. You know, no problem. You know, I was just excited to do the gig. Didn't think that uh, I'd ever be doing a wedding. And uh, then a couple of months later, I got a call from Mike D. Uh, and he asked me if I was interested in wanting to do the final leg of the check your head tour mm. which was happening in 1992 wow and uh, i auditioned for that um and i i'm usually with auditions and i'm really like nervous you know but i prepared really well i knew everything they were going to throw at me um and by the end of that audition i got in front of me the itinerary for the tour so um, that that tour, that Check Your Head tour in the States uh, was, you know, my, my first big, big tour, like outside of doing Latin jazz. And right. it just so happened that uh, in the final two weeks of the tour, um, Cypress Hill came on and joined the tour. So it's like both my worlds kind of collided on the same tour. And what a what a so, hell of a what a hell of a tour to do it too. I mean, I'm obviously you mentioned you were already a, a a fan of all the beasties, you know, '80s stuff. Obviously, fight for your right, brass monkey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, girls, all that stuff. But but you join and check your head, which I'm telling you, man, that has my favorite beasties song. With so what you want, I think just comes so freaking hard. I'm I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's a hell of a one to pick up on. What was yeah. it like trying to master that and and all their other classics? Uh, you know, if for me, it wasn't that it was difficult you know i mean it was really about blending in with the vibe that they already had you know um they they already had their group they were just having percussionist problems mm -hmm. and uh i was like their third percussionist after they had you know worked with two others previous so uh it was about just capturing the vibe and just like getting in where i fit in and you know musically you know I, I knew what i had to do you know and uh 
the, the tour went so well and, and we gelled in very, very, very quickly that, you know, when it was time, time to start on the new record, which became Ill Communication, it was like, all right, we're going to work on a record, so uh, come on out to New York. And uh, then we started on Ill Communication and we completed that record in like six months time, which was like record time for Beasties, you know what I mean? Because uh, we were gelling so good. I mean, we had a great chem- chemistry. So on Ill Communication, that's literally you playing percussion on that whole album. You you are the percussion on Sabotage and those legendary songs. That's yes. you. <laughs> yes. And give me a yes. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sidetrack too much into Beasties. We're gonna spin it back to Cypress in one second, but real quick, I mean you're just th- these are like legendary freaking hip hop tracks. What's what was it like playing, you know, drums on freaking sabotage and shooting the video with Spike Jones, you know, the whole deal. Oh man, it, you know, it was just great, you know. I mean, the the whole experience, you know, not you know, we just coming up with, you know, music that kind of felt good. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, the vibe, like I said, was just gelling so great. And um, I mean, it, it was so great. They even they even named a, a little uh song after me, Bobo on the corner. Which <laughs> yeah. was like a little interlude. So that's that it was it was crazy, you know, just to be a part of such a legendary group and didn't know the impact that that record and you know songs like sabotage were going to were going to make and you know it was again it was an incredible experience that's just mind-blowing that you're the one that you know that like come on man that's sabotage is great all right well let's pivot it into cypress (laughs) it's a good smooth transition into cypress hill like you're saying because cypress uh was touring with beastie boys so you then i guess that's i'm assuming that's how you meet those guys um and then so you officially joined cypress hill was it was it at woodstock 94 was that the first one well, no, I had been, um, they had asked me to go out on the road with them. DCs were taking a break and uh, they had asked me to go out on the road with them. So my first big tour with them was the 1993 Soul Assassins tour that featured House of Pain, Cypress, Funk Dubious. Uh, and, and that was like a six week, you know, cr- bit of craziness right there. I mean, I mean, Jump Around was hot insane that the brain was hot yeah uh all of that stuff so you know it was just mind-blowing you know being part of that whole thing and uh you know being being part of a of a band that eventually um became legendary in their own right you know and 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 for like the next three and a half so years i was flip-flopping between bc boys touring with them and recording with them and cypress <laughs> man most people would you know they could hang their hat and they could die happy just just saying they were involved with one of them but you were going back and forth between these i mean these are two of the most iconic hip-hop groups ever all right well uh catch catch our listeners up really quick because uh, that, that's sort of when the two groups merge for you but Remind them really quick of, of uh, just double back for a second of how Cypress Hill actually formed. You know, when uh, Send Dog and his brother, you know, it was Mellow Man Ace. Uh, they were from Cuba, right? They moved to Southgate near LA right. in like the early 70s. They had a DJ Muggs from New York, Be Real LA. Um, I guess they were called DVX at first, but changed to Cypress Hill. What, yeah. uh, just tell, I'm sure you've heard, you know, you weren't with them at the time, but remind, tell everybody how that actually came about. Was Cypress Hill like a street name, I think? Well, uh, the, the, you know, Ascend Dog was uh, living on Cypress Avenue, 
mm. on on uh uh in Southgate and basically uh you know there was a song by this rapper named Ram Al Z uh and and one of his one of his songs he he mentioned Cypress Hill. Now there's a Cypress Hill in New York. Mm. Uh and and Cypress Avenue is just a street block. There's no hill on it at all. But the name of having the fact of having Cypress and you know, then putting Hill on it, that's a great like name. So that's where they decided, you know, Cypress Hill. And uh, again, I was also, I mean, I wasn't, you know, uh, a big fan of, of, of Cypress too. You know I mean? I was bumping their, their first record, like, yeah, you know, religiously and the self the self title the one was in ninety one, right? With how I could just kill a man that was on juice. I mean, yeah, that thing yes. was huge. Yes, and it was it was huge, and and just to, to to strike up a friendship with those guys, you know, during the Beastie Boy tour, and then send Dog asking me, yo, man, you know, you should come out and jam with us. So my very first gig with them was at a college called uh, named uh, El Camino College. And they were doing some sort of a, a benefit thing. And that was my very first show with them. Uh, and then before you know it, you know, they asked me to, to, to come out and do some show dates. And then the first tour was uh, that, that Soul Assassin tour that was one of the biggest uh, hip hop tours during that time. It really, it really was. Um, well, we mentioned how I could just kill a man, but uh, tell me uh, the second album, Black Sunday '93, had, had insane in the brain. I mean, that might be one of your, maybe the most well known of, of any Cypress Hill song. Um, any anyone that grew up in that era can, <laughs> from the second you hear that, you know, you're trying to get crazy with essay, don't you know I'm loco? That and that and that beat drops. It's it's just we're off to the races. But do you know any stories? Um, I, I know you hadn't officially joined them yet, but have they told you over the years of of how they wrote that one, how they created? that one i want a good trivia back behind the scenes on the creation of insane in the brain well you know from from the stories that i've heard you know i mean it was just like you know things at that at that point were moving so fast for 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 them you know with you know uh their their first album and when black sunday coming out they were both in the top 10 at the same time you know mm. things were going pretty crazy and uh, the beat just, you know, led to to some fun lyrics, which insane of the brain is definitely, you know, that. But um, what a lot of people don't know is that it's kind of a diss record. There, there's uh, there's reference to, uh, you know, uh, Kid Frost, which uh, was another pioneering Latin rapper, uh, uh, Chub Rock. Um, who was had a had a hit out at that time, so basically it was a fun tongue in cheek, you know, you know subliminal diss record to 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 a couple of those guys. Not not the whole song, but there were a couple of lines in there. So, but it uh, in 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 hindsight, you know, it's just like a fun light record, you know, like yeah. something that you know you could you know, everybody can kind of, you know, uh, groove to, you know, it wasn't as, uh, as hardcore as a song like, how I could just kill a man or hand on the pump, you know, uh, and I think that with that in the video and showing the, 
you know, how 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 they were as a live live group, you know, which including, you know, stage diving and slam dancing and everything like that, which was very popular at the time. Yeah. You know, I just think that a lot of people related to that. And uh, I think that that was also another reason why Cyprus was able to 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 cross over and get a large alternative following as well as 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 the hip hop following, which led them to be able to do Lollapalooza, um, Woodstock and a lot of European rock festivals and everything like that. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the story. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and I ain't going out like that was on the same album with Black Sunday. And yeah, and thanks for mentioning the sort of the rap rock crossover, which we can, you know, we can get to in a second with Skull and Bones. But before we even get to that, um, tell me about recording your first full album with them, which was uh because you had officially joined, but I guess Temples of Boom was I guess your first one that you fully played on, all right? That one went platinum. Yeah. Um yeah. And then I guess also number four, uh, the the next album with Dr. Green Thumb, all that. I just I, I want to memories of recording those two albums real quick because I but I want to I want to get to Skull and Bones. That's like that's iconic. But I I, I don't want to skip past those first you know your first huge ones with them too. Um, you know, it was just you know at, at that point you know being in the studio and 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 saying yo you know uh, lay this down or lay this down. You know I would I was. I wasn't a, 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 a stranger to the studio and the recording process. So, you know, I was able to be really quick with, you know, any ideas that I put down and just being a part of, again, you're just making music that, you know, that you're just coming out with without any expectations of what it can do. You know, the record company uh, and and the people, they, they kind of put the expectations like, man, if they did this with their first two albums, the third album is going to be like, incredible you know and uh to a lot of our fans you know their their favorite album is temples of boom you know mm-hmm. um it was a lot of you know things going on into during that time and which made it kind of a dark record a darker record but me being in there i was just happy to just be a part of you know such an iconic record and and cypress hill 4 which to me is one of my favorite cypress hill albums because I, I really now started to put a little bit more input. I have a little bit more input of what I was playing and how I was going to play it, you know, being able to play different instruments and things like that. Uh, you know, I was really use uh, like a utility player, like uh, we need a bass line for this. So that's Riot Starter, for example. I play bass on that. Um you know, to be able to play percussion and do background vocals and and things like that, I really by that time I really felt a, to be a true part of, of of the group. You know, not only just on stage, but you know, on record. Oh yeah, that's really cool. You're getting to do some bass too. Um, all right, well then, without further ado, uh, Skull and Bones, um, I guess, came out in 2000. You, you were mentioned how you were crossing over from hip hop into alternative and some rock and stuff like that. But I just remember picking this thing up when I got, dude, I was in high school. So I loved that it was one, you know, Skull was just pure hip hop, but then the other disc, Bones, was this like new metal rap, awesome stuff. 
Um, tell me about sort of the idea to do that and, and sort of lead off by having rap superstar on one and rock superstar on the other one. Were you guys just like, man, we're building these, fo- uh, these followings in these different genres. Let's give the people what they want on, on both sides of the coin. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, by the time, you know, we were doing like, uh, we did, uh, both Cypress Hill fours on Temple of Boom, you know, we were doing like a lot of alternative uh, festivals and uh, it, it just so happened that we had a lot of you know uh, respect from some of those alternative bands so we you know they you know they, we had a lot of people that would be like you know and I really don't listen to rap music but I love Cypress Hill mm-hmm. you know so we we knew that we already had that appeal when Skull and Bones came about um, we were really ahead of schedule we did all the hip hop songs first. Uh, we did about 30 and we, we were, like I said, we were ahead of schedule. And they said, well, why don't we try something different? So actually putting on uh, and doing like the, the, the bone side was not really the, the, the first idea uh, of doing it or even doing a double LP was not even the, the, the first idea. Ah. So uh, we had uh, done a, a song for the WWF uh, soundtrack. Uh, it was uh, 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 the entrance song for one of the wrestlers called Taz. Oh, are you and, kidding me? Uh, I'm, 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 I remember him. He choked out Kurt Angle in his debut. <laughs> right. Right. So, so we, we, we did his theme song, his opening, you know, come out song it was called Just Another Victim. And was this so on we that were, album? They did that album where they had different rappers, like Method Man did like uh, The Rock. And remember, they like they had different hip hop groups do yeah. themes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so um, he said, well, why don't we try? Why don't we try to do some more of that? So uh, we that's what exactly what we did. We brought in a couple guys, like two two guys uh, from Fear Factory, Dino Cesares and Christian Oldie Wahlberg's. Uh, to, to play uh, Roy Lozano, he was part of uh, Downset. Uh, Brad Wilk also he played drums from Rage Against the Machine. He played drums on Can't Get the Best of Me. I played bass on that actually. Awesome. Um, you know, we just started to just one song after another, after another, after another, and then we had like uh like a full like you know bunch of songs that were more on this alternative you know new metal rock you know whatever you want to call it now that superstar was already in the can that was it there was no intention for rock superstar it wasn't until donnie einer who was uh, vice president of sony said yo you know you guys should do a, a rock superstar and we're like well we're not rock stars you know we're not that but he said yeah you know with had some guitars, had the thing, you know, build it up. So it was essentially really his idea to do Rock Superstar. And before you know it, you know, that was the one that really stuck out to to everybody. And uh, it became a hit. So while we still had Rap Superstar, you know, which was which was cool. Hey, I had Eminem and Noriega on it. That's no slouch. <laughs> you have that so we had that but then you have on rock superstar we have you know chino uh from deftones and also everlast you know that appealed 
to the alternative world. And before you know it, you know, we're we're on all the alternative stations. They're bumping, you know, rock superstar. And, and then we really started to get that respect of, you know, being one of those groups that can do both. And there's not many hip-hop groups. There aren't many hip-hop groups that can really truly make that crossover and make it work, you know, besides groups like the BC Boys or and or Public Enemy, like when they did with Anthrax and things like that. Right. So, you know, I mean, having having that, that was that was great. So we did two videos, you know, we had Rap Superstar. We kind of, you know, would get that to the urban. But Rock Superstar is what really blew it all up. And then, you know, we 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 got a band, we, you know, and we started to tour with musicians, you know, guitars and bass players. I was playing drums and switching from drums to percussion, you know, sort of like how with the Beasties that they were, you know, they would do their 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 kind of funky jazz, you know, uh, stuff and their punk rock stuff. And then they would do like the hip hop stuff. So we were kind of doing stuff in that vein. And the rest, the rest is history. The rest is history. Uh badass you can't i can't imagine denzel and training day or any of that without you know rock superstar and rap superstar i mean it's it's it really it it, it took pop culture by storm not not just music it was a, it was everywhere um awesome yeah. well I, I really appreciate you joining us. There's so many more albums, obviously, we, we we didn't even get to, but I guess just sort of in closing, final minutes. Um, I know I guess Cypress Hill um was the first hip hop group to get the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame a couple years ago in 2019. Um, it's like, yeah. you know, now you're starting to get this life achievement kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, we could argue for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too, now that a bunch of hip hop groups are getting in. I, I don't see why Cypress Hill couldn't get in there either. But just big picture, what's it like when you're to look back and now you're starting to get some of these lifer lifer awards rolling in? <laughs> you know, it, it it's 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 a great honor. You know, we're really appreciative of the fans and all the support that they've given us because without them, you know, we wouldn't be here. And uh, just, you know, to allow us to be able to, to make the music that we really want to, you know, make and, and, and be creative with it. I mean, to get the Hollywood Walk of Fame is, and being the first hip hop group to achieve that is amazing. Uh, you know, finally getting our documentary out, which uh, premiered, uh, I believe it was, uh, was it early this year or yeah, uh, earlier this year uh, on in the premiere on Showtime called Insane in the Brain, which, you know, really, you know, gives a good story about the whole beginnings of Cypress and, and our, our journey. And, and just to be recognized, you know, uh, with, from our peers, you know, because, you know, 30 years is a long time and not a lot of bands, you know, make it to that number. So, uh, you know, we just have to thank the fans and thank the people that have supported us throughout the way. And and it, it, it's great. And we still got we still got a little bit more to go. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not done yet. <laughs> We're not, Everyone check out the Showtime documentary. Um, everybody check. But first and foremost, check out Cypress Hill at Hollywood Casino, Charlestown Races in West Virginia. This Friday, September 2nd, just a couple days away. So you better pick up your tickets now and save your money, man. Save your money, too. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome. Uh, Bobo, Eric Bobo, Cypress Hill. Thanks so much. This was great talking beasties and Cypress and I mean, you're, uh, you know, legends of the genre. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, again, you know, uh, thanks to all the people, all the listeners, and uh, we'll see you out there at the Hollywood Casino. We're going to rock. It's going to be off the hook. All right. Sounds good. Hey, appreciate it. You got it. Later. All right, man. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.